Aye, Captain. It'd be clear skies from here to Tortuga, but a seven-knot wind out to the southwest. Aye. Loose manes, Mr. Batsquitch. Let's ride this squall, me trumps. <laughs> aye, aye, Captain. Who's up in the crow's nest today, Mr. Batsquitch? I believe Yeoman Yokai's taking the watch, sir. Yo- Who put that seaman up there? His eyesight's for sight. Twas his turn on the duty roster, sir. It was you that hung the chore wheel in the galley. Ahoy! Mystery sighted! Mystery sighted! Seven points to starboard, Captain! Mystery! Captain! Mystery sighted! Seven points to starboard! Mystery! Aye, loose topsails, gallants, royals, trim sharp to the wind, you dogs! Topsails, gallants, royals, set to, you mangy mongrels! We'll run her down yet! Captain, she's changing course away from us! Looks like she's trying to run, but there's no hope of that! Aye, Mr. Batsquitch, if it's a chase this mystery may want, it's a chase she'll have! Every last scrap of duck on the wind. Loose all, you poxy blackguards! Heave to, you mangy curs, or you'll be getting a taste of the captain's daughter. Uh, dear, uh, about that, Captain, would you be referring to the leather strap with steel studs in it, or to Elizabeth? You can bet your puffy, scurvy gums I'd be feeding the leather strut, you dog. Besides, it's Elizabeth. There's no H on it. Apologies, Captain. You heard the Captain! Set to! Look to port, Captain! We're almost upon her! Pull up alongside her! Load heavy shot! Heavy shot! Broadside! Fire! Fire! We run her full of holes, Captain, but she's still afloat! Cutlasses and grappling hooks! Prepare to debunk her. Borders to the rail! (laughs) Fighting's all done, sir. She's yours, Captain. Salvage what credible theories you can. Then send her to Alex Jones' locker. <laughs> you heard the captain. Take what you want and scuttle her. <laughs> oh boy! No good. Who's that? Hey. I'm a pirate. They picked me up in the Exeter Band. <laughs> what did he in the Esther Band? Yep. Okay. Somewhere, somewhere near the Azores, I think. Sure. <laughs> oh, shiver me timbers! Fast, uh, everybody. <laughs> You've just been boarded by blurry photos. The throat cuttingest podcast, swashbucklingest podcast, in all the seven media ranges. <laughs> I'm Bosun David Flora. And I'm first mate. David Stecko. 
Uh, it's going to be real hard to do this episode holding the, my notes in one hand and trying to adjust uh, the settings with a hook. With the <laughs> <Yeah. end. laughs> I told you to be careful during cutlass practice, but you're like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. It's called a self-fulfilling prophecy, bro. I don't think that was the worst that could happen. <laughs> yeah, true. It, it's on the scale, but it's <laughs> yeah. not the worst. <laughs> oh, hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Indeed. Hope your mainsails are loose and catching some good wind. Yeah, I hope. Are, that, are we gonna? I, I guess I don't know. Is it's up to me to stop it. Dry? I guess. Yeah, keep your, keep your, your powder dry. Keep your, your keep the skies on. skies red. And uh, at honestly, night. don't fall for. Don't get a parrot. I know that when you're in port, you're like, oh, I could use a pet. Don't get a parrot. When I went to Dragon Con, uh huh, on that adventure, yeah, there was a dude on the street with a few parrots, and he was letting them hop on people and. Pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty he, crazy. I think what you mean to say he was inviting lawsuits. He was inviting lawsuits and, and it was mostly young girls that-, that uh, Oh, no way. Uh, yeah. So- Nothing impresses the ladies more than a gross old bird that's more than likely it is not to poop on them. Right. Ugh. That gross old bird. <laughs> uh, this week, we've got a podcast. Unlike we, the prior 68 weeks. Goodness gracious. Oh, yeah. By the goodness way- Gracious. Um, just in time for Valentine's Day, Mr. Flora, which episode, what what episode number are we up to? Mm. <laughs> oh, that's Caliente. Oh, that's right. So, wink. <laughs> Far be it from us to point out yeah. uh, this, this episode. We're but. recording this episode in leather pants and mesh shirts. Yeah, yeah, the the mesh shirts are getting a lot of mileage. Yeah, I was going to say, okay, most of the time we're recording yeah. in this outfit. <laughs> it's tangentially appropriate this time, so we have to call it out. Yeah, but we have something special for you. Yeah. Just like every week. <laughs> no, the other 68 times it was just bullshit. Now it's for real. It's for real. We've got a, a real rocking mystery. Man, something do we? something that that's uh, you, you dig at it, and you dig at it, and and you, it just fills right back up with with wow. delicious mystery. Uh, Flora, full props to coming up for, with this one. I had never heard of this before, and it is awesome. I love it, and uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to continue to love it. Yeah, I hope that it remains a mystery because it's just that fun and delicious. And um, funny thing, we had decided to do this uh, this episode about a week ago. Yeah. And in the interim between deciding to do it and, and recording, uh, I got a, a suggestion from uh, Josie. Nice. To do this particular episode. She is How psychic. about that, Carl Jung? Yeah. Why? You, Captains, you, dude. Captains. You brought him in. <laughs> you, that was not, no, you made that happen. Well, a lot of people will agree with you on that. <laughs> So, uh, Flora, as I'm so fond of saying, tell them what they've won. Well, Dave, this week we are traveling north to tropical Nova Scotia. And we are investigating the Oak Island mystery. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes known as the Oak Island Money Pit. The Money Pit. Yeah. yeah. The Canadian Tom Hanks just running amok. <laughs> I watched that <laughs> movie. Gotta, gotta when get I... it out there. Everybody, it's it's like dues. Yeah. You gotta pay it. I, I, I watched I remember watching that movie when I had chicken pox and I was a kid going, if I was any healthier, there's no way in hell I would still be watching this. <laughs> I remember that. Pretty logically cogent for yeah. a, a, a poxed youngin'. Yeah, I was I was bepoxed. 
I was poxy. When I had chicken pox, I was in fifth grade, and I thought, I was like, well, guess who just arrived in puberty town <laughs> with a face full of zits? So I went home and tried to pop one on my nose. Ooh. And to this day, I have a very centrally placed chicken pox scar right where the old, where I thought that was a zit. I don't think I had them on my face, thankfully, though. That's that's pretty crazy, man. Oh, yeah. I got a little, I got a little nose crater. Don't worry. I'm still adorable, ladies. Don't don't you worry about that. It's a beauty mark. Wink. How many Skirk. times am I going to say that tonight? Well, is... not enough. All right, I bet. So, so we're in Nova Scotia, we Oak got Island, us, man. Yeah, this this is a such a delicious mystery. Oh man, I love it. This I is feel a like classic mystery. Every every site that we visit is and remains mysterious and unknown. Mm-hmm. Objects that we've talked about, people, things, they don't hold. Uh, the the old mystery candle for very long. Yeah, or you know, the best you can hope for is it has the classic mystery TV show ending. We may never know what transpired on that fateful day, but we've turned back the curtain on some possibilities. I'm Casey Kasem. <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. Little Jolene in <laughs> Omaha writes, "Dear Casey, <laughs> is it true you were Shaggy?" Yes, it yes, is. it is. Zo- like wow, man. <laughs> Zoics. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're back. All right. Uh, this time is running out on this mystery. Hmm. I think so. I think someone's gonna get to the bottom of it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, I missed that. <laughs> no, I don't. I think that's just you. Mm-hmm. I think maybe only you missed that. Now you've set the bar. No oh boy. Now you've set the bar. Man, we are so good at at dangling the carrot out yeah, God. and then like kicking people in the balls <laughs> before we give them the carrot. The mystery starts in 1795. It does. You guys, we're going to talk about what uh, oh, th- this Oak Island mystery is. We're going to talk about uh, what the history of it uh, is and, and why it's there slash who made it. Right? P.S. Why do you care? Oh, you'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, you'll get the bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so we're in Nova Scotia, like we said. So yep. um, we'll we'll save the 1795 for the history part. First of all, you need to know what we're talking about. I was just trying to establish about. like some place. You were trying some to get anchor. back on track. I really That's was. Yeah, yeah. I you're thought, trying to shut my stupid I ass. I thought a up. fact would be the best thing. I threw it like and a knife. And it is okay. So Oak Island is the site of a 200 year old search for supposed buried treasure. Oh yeah. The island itself is a small island on the south side of Nova Scotia in Canada. Mm-hmm. It's shaped it's shaped like a blob. Uh, although, if you approximate number eight, there's kind of like a bigger lobe and a smaller lobe. People people have likened it to a peanut. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't. I you know what I see? I see a baby elephant because there's a little there's a there's a little like baby elephant walk. Anybody? J- j- sure, man. There's a little jut. Off, off of one end of it, and one end's fatter than it. It looks like a baby elephant, dude. Hey, you know, it's not. What, a, what do I know? I've only spent time searching aerial photographs of the area and studying it. And what would I know? It's a it's number eight. The site, <laughs> the site, like we said, it's it's called the Money Pit because it's believed that there's a great treasure buried in its depths. Oh man, I we just blew it. We blew it. We had such a good intro, and we never even saw it. Listen, children, to the story. Uh, never mind. 
There's like some of the listeners were just like, "Oh yeah," and then everyone else was like, "What?" There's like a story. It's like a, a Christian song called "One Tin Soldier" about how there's like people in the mountain and people in the valley, and the valley people had this great treasure that was buried, and the mountain people were like, "Ah, let's just kill them all and take it." And then when they get to the treasure, much like in this mysterious money pit, there's a slab of stone that is the treasure. You you lost me at Yar, Captain. Uh, but then, but here's the, here's the big twist at the end of the song is that the treasure is that peace on earth is all it said. Oh, you stupid mountain people, <laughs> living in your stupid mountains. Man, someday we're gonna get around to this story that we meant to record. So go ahead and hate your neighbor. Go ahead and cheat a friend. How old is this song? Super old. Oh. Do it in the name of heaven. You can justify it in the end. There's actually a Scott cover uh, done by me first in the Giving Gibbies. Oh, yeah? Sure. There won't be no trumpets blowing come the judgment day. On a bloody morning after. One tin soldier rides Dude, away. Dude, you, you gotta be a lot gravelier. Than I know. That okay. Uh, it's also fun because there's a lot of famous names involved in this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sh- thing has history. Short list. Marie Antoinette. Captain Kidd. Francis Bacon. Shakespeare. FDR. Blackbeard. John Wayne. Errol Flynn. Nice. Yeah. What do all these people have in common? Well, let's find out. Let's let's go through the history. They're all speculators of a sort. <laughs> well, that's a it's a, a couple 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 all at once history of this thing you know we have we have a lot of accounts we have a lot of anecdotes to begin with and then we you, you get more concrete evidence as as things progress uh throughout the the years as this thing is uh dug up <laughs> uh the problem is a lot of the parts that that should be concrete may have been added or embellished as time went by yeah so let's start at the beginning of the story let's start the start the year is 1795 the holly gully has yet to be invented marconi still a gleam in his mother's bloodshot eye the america's just newly won independence is racing across the continent (laughs) very slowly We'll we'll give you a general accepted account. Yeah, uh, best of, you're going to get. What happened? This is as close as we can get. I'll throw in a few details that are sometimes included, sometimes omitted. 1795, a 16 year old boy. Some accounts, a man. We do not know if he had yet lain with a woman named Daniel McGinnis. Rode to Oak Island to explore and explain and explain. <laughs> Good on him. He discovered a clearing. That seemed a little odd, seemed a little out of place on this island. Now, uh, something I, I should mention, it's it's located in Mahone Bay, mm-hmm. and the, the island itself is uh, about three quarters of a mile long mm-hmm. and about uh, a thousand feet wide. So not not a big place. Not a big place. Not a big place. But big enough. Big enough. Big enough for a mystery. So we've got this uh, Daniel McGinnis. According to the theory, the, the, the legend, our friend Danny Boy was... You know, rollicking or frolicking. Perhaps he was baling hay or stacking up jars of dried fruits. I don't know what he was doing. On the the mainland. On the mainland. And saw lights coming from the island. And it's a small island. No one lives on it. No one has any reason to go to it. So he was intrigued by that. Like, what the heck's going on out there? So, 
uh, he decided to go out and explore the island, see right. see what the lights were about. Right. I want to know what's going on in that island. It's shaped like a baby elephant, but I've never <laughs> seen one. So I'm going to say it looks like a number eight. <laughs> he finds this depression in the ground that's about 13 feet across. And beside it, there was this lone oak tree with a sawed off limb above the, the depression. Mm-hmm. And some accounts say that there was a block and tackle yeah uh, still attached to the tree that was kind of overhanging the depression right and a block and tackle is basically just a, a pulley from a ship mm-hmm. and then uh, some accounts say that the the limb was bare but it, it bore signs of of uh, marks on it or, or stress or something something had rubbed it or you know yeah it had been used yeah whatever it was it made him yeah think something was up. somebody was monkeying with it so mcginnis went and got uh two friends uh, Anthony Vaughn and John Smith <laughs> made up. Uh, some accounts have. You only had one friend, Dan. We all know that. <laughs> he's he's rich. <laughs> he's out of town this weekend because he's so rich. <laughs> this is my Canadian friend. Yeah. <laughs> some accounts have have John Smith as being uh, Sam Samuel Ball, but. Again, it differs. It's been a long time, dude. Been a long time. And then with uh, with pirate treasure in mind, because yeah. they're, they're kids, it's the late 1700s, they set to digging. Yeah. that was Pirate treasure was a real thing then. It sure was. Pirates were, were still uh, scooting about mm-hmm. at, at the time. And think about this, and, and we'll definitely come back to this. At this time in world history, there's a lot of tumultuous things happening. I mean- the War of Independence has happened, but mm-hmm. there's still plenty of local legends. You know, lots of things were looted or taken or moved, and pe- there was profiteering. There was a lot of things happening. S- still British-French uh, yeah. aggressions going on up in there. Mm-hmm. There's revolutions in, in, in Europe, in France. There's there's just a lot happening. Why not pirate treasure? Yeah. Lots going on, bro. Why not? Come on, guys. Why not pirate treasure? That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> Sally, I, I got a lot of things going through my mind right now. There's, there's revolution in France. We just won our independence from, from England. Just kiss me already. Now there might even be pirate treasure happening. Man, jeepers. Golly, Sally. <laughs> well, we're here right now. All right. Uh, so they're digging. Two feet down, they get a layer of flagstones, mm-hmm. not native to the island. Yeah, that is imported stone. Native in that it's from around the area, but right. not the island itself. Right. It was brought there. Flagstones, big flat stones. Mm-hmm. Big, big flat stones. So they throw all those out 10 feet down. They keep digging. Which, by the way, this, these are these are clearly kids used to hard work because I can't imagine anyone digging a 10-foot hole and being like, no, guys, keep at it. Yeah. Well, right. Money's a, a good motivator. That's but, true. That's true. But you're right. Nobody today would. Yeah. Uh, at 10 feet, they, they start noticing as they're going down that the, the clay walls, they showed signs of, of other digging that had happened. Yeah. Pickaxe marks yeah. and scuffs. And- when they get to the 10 foot mark, they find this layer of rotting wood beams and it, and it seemed that they were laid out to make some sort of platform. Yeah. So they think this is- We uh, did it. Yeah. We, we're here. There's something to this. This is man-made Let's all the way. these damn beams out of here. So they do. And they find more dirt. So they keep digging. 20 feet down. Similar layer of wood timber. It was around here that they they decide to to give up. 
They went home, and then they came back in a few weeks. Uh-huh. I think the bug, you know, yeah. was in them, wouldn't let them stay away. So they dig another 10 feet. They get to 30 feet down. What do you think they find? Oh, probably another layer of logs. They did. So they gave up again. Yeah. And uh, and that's that. Until that's 1803. Whoa. The year when nothing changed. <laughs> uh, Smith, Vaughn, McGinnis. They enlisted the help of uh, a dude by the name of... Doe. S- <laughs> a dude by the name of Doe? John Doe. Oh. And uh, Barry What's-His-Name. <laughs> From the very prominent What's-His-Name family in New England. <laughs> From the Hampshire What's-His-Names. <laughs> they get this guy named Simeon Linz. And Linz with uh, Colonel Robert Archibald, Captain David Archibald, and Sheriff Thomas Harris. Why they got to bring the law into this? Formed the Onslow Company to plumb the depths of the money pit. Mm-hmm. In 1804... Uh, excavation resumed on the old hole. They dig down 10 more feet. So what, they, what did they get for that effort? They got uh, oak logs. Oh. Also, a small layer of charcoal scattered around the platform. Hmm. 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 Enough to make them want to keep going. Yeah. 10 more feet, 50 feet down. Lucky charcoal. Oak logs. Oh. But they get a layer of what's referred to as putty. Or a sap-like sealant between the logs. Oh, okay. Hmm. They keep going. 60 feet, oak logs. This time, a layer of coconut fiber. Oh, well, I mean, the the island at this time, now we, we don't think so now, but the island at that time was covered in coconut trees, right? Right. Wrong. Oh, my God. Wrong. But they were easily found on the mainland just to- Oh, uh, yeah. No. No. I mean, they could have blown there from the coconut plantation just 10 miles away, though. 10 miles? No. Oh, my God. Dear God. And no Monty Python fans. They weren't carried there. Uh, European swallow. He beat all of you to that. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, coconuts. Not native to Canada, dude. And just fibers, just... Yeah, the, the fibers the from the husk. It, yeah. It's it's stuff that they used as padding when they needed to transport stuff on ships. Yeah. And where would, where do you get that stuff? Right. The Caribbean. <laughs> That's this is not appropriate. Mexico. Yeah, whoops-a-daisy. <laughs> we'll, we'll say Acapulco. Or, uh, oh, okay. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, sure. Extapa. <laughs> John, John. Oaxaca. <laughs> That's my favorite one. So that 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 made him happy. Yeah, because so it's like something that's not progress, here. Yeah, yeah this, this it confirms as though the perfectly spaced intervals of logs didn't that someone dug this deep before, presumably for a reason. Right, ninety feet down. Whoa! They find this large flat stone. Go in, it's a it's a foot by three feet. And it it's carved with the strange these strange symbols. Peace on earth was on it. Nobody head. knows what you're talking about. There are you know what? Please, this I'm I'm putting out the same battle cry as I did for Eni Camus and the Hot Stepper. Well, can I just please, listeners, send me an email or 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 Twitter us or Facebook us, Flora? We all know what Dave Stecker was talking about. 
you you were going to get less responses than you did from any any Camus. I got two responses on any Camus. You're going to get less than that, and your family doesn't count. You know what? Uh, Stipulation. Okay, fine. That's fine. Let's prove them wrong, people. Back to the hole in the ground. We'll get back to this. Um, what what this stone slab says in a little bit. Okay, but let's keep digging, shall we? Duh. Ninety eight feet. Hmm. Spruce logs. Hmm. Little spruce, little oak, something. They decided to spruce it up a bit. Hmm. Punch you. They were exhausted by this time. Duh. Not all this, I don't think, happened in a day, but they they got pretty excited uh, uh, and, and just motored hmm. through for a while. Keep in mind, these are guys with shovels digging a hole with, I mean, they're putting the dirt in buckets. Someone's hauling it out. I mean, this yeah. is a, an extraordinarily labor-intensive process. They get to this layer, which was a, a little, little weird because it was two feet off of what was yeah. estimated, I guess, at this point. They pried a log up. They felt around underneath yeah. to see if, if anything was special. Didn't feel anything. Yeah. So they called it a day. So there was a little little layer of clay underneath that. They decided, eh, I don't feel like digging through all that. Yeah. Looked like more of the same up to that point. Yeah. So they'd go and home. They, and they had a stone slab to, to haul back up. <laughs> uh, they come back the next day and they're mm-hmm. excited because yeah. they think something might be close. This is the day that we make all the difference in the world, guys. Let's get back in that hole. They start to get back in the hole. Mm-hmm. And it's full of snakes. No. Spiders. No. In-laws. Yes. Children. So many in-laws <laughs> were just clamoring out of the hole. <laughs> You're not good no. enough. Get a job. Uh, no, it's filled with over 60 feet of water. Oh, it flooded? It flooded. Lame. And they, they grab their buckets and start yeah. bailing. Not helping. Not doing it. Later, they hired somebody to pump the water mechanically, but uh, the pump failed just before they got all the water out of there. Ugh. And then the water filled back up again, right. like almost immediately. Which is my next question. If bailing doesn't do it right and the pump fails, okay, and then say they sent a guy out, fixed it. It's like, oh, yeah, it blew a gasket valve, fixed it. Uh, but wow, look how fast all that water came back in. Don't worry, I got the pump on. Right. Get on in there, guys. Right. Start digging. Yep. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, so then next year, 1805, they have a new idea. Oh. They're going to tunnel beside it. 14 feet away, they uh, they started tunneling down. Fort- their, yeah. Their aim is to tunnel down the length that they hit and then tunnel sideways so oh. they can bypass whatever is causing this water to go in. or Yeah. They think at this point that it's a booby trap that's oh. been set, which is an interesting development. Yeah. Usually it's like a acid spray or a rolling boulder. Arrows. Arrows. Yeah. Darts. Bunch of tarantulas. When, when, the, uh, when the sun hits them in a certain place. <laughs> right. Spears come out. Yeah. And then uh, Alfred Molina's dead. (laughs) (laughs) So they try this second tunnel. Mm -hmm. They get 12 feet down, boom, water. Water begins uh, uh, seeping in. Can't use that tunnel anymore. Not that it's much of a tunnel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 12 feet down. So Onslow Company, they gave up. Merp. No thanks. Sorry, guys. 1845, 40 years later, Vaughn... One of the original 50 years dudes. from the date of discovery. These yeah. pe- people are still working on this. Uh, Vaughn formed the Truro Company. 
Yeah. Now, these guys got a lot done. Yeah. It wasn't until 1849 that excavations resume mm-hmm. on it, but uh, after some initial work, they they you know they they get down there, pump water out, try it, and then pump water comes back in. Blah 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 blah. Uh, so they decide to try sending an auger down there. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, an auger is just basically a hand operated drill. Yeah, and it's um, and you've seen these things. It's the difference. Um, when you think of like woodworkers where they have the hand operated drill, it's a high helix, very wide bit that takes big chunks of wood out. Um, yeah. and that's, and it's just, and also, I mean, if you do any ice fishing, you're very mm. familiar with an auger as different from a drill bit, which makes a very tight hole. An auger is designed to just remove large amounts of material. from yeah, a hole, And it sends it up the, the spiral of, of the shaft. Uh, and then you can episode 69 people. So they wanted to see if they could get lower than the 98 feet that yeah. had been previously hit. Uh, so they, they drop this auger down in there. They find the hole where they had uh, torn up one of the logs. Yeah. Uh, they stick the auger in it. It goes down through four inches of oak, six inches of spruce, and some accounts say 22 inches of metal in pieces. Yeah. I don't get that. I and mean, then, that's that's as specific as I was able to find in my yeah. research, too. And then apparently seven feet of clay again after that. Uh, so and withdrawing the auger out, apparently they found a uh, they found small links of gold chain. Yeah, like a little three link nerd. Yeah, gold chain. Although no one has that anymore. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> more on that later. One hundred and fourteen feet down, they go through oak timber and more coconut fiber. Uh, and after the the auger was brought up, there are some accounts that say the foreman named James Pitbaldo was seen wiping off an object and then pocketing it. And when the people who saw him called him out on it, he refused to, to show anything. He denied doing anything. And then he left the company and apparently began trying to purchase the east end of the island to no avail. Wow. Yeah. So if you take that as, as truth, this James Pitbaldo apparently found something that he thought was worthy enough to uh yeah get involved and, yeah get in there by himself next year 1850 a second tunnel was attempted and suffered a similar fate it filled with water but this time they noticed that the water was salty and it was connected to the tide yeah they noticed there's a little beach not far from the original a money pit. Yeah, Smith's Cove. Smith's Cove. And they, they realized, they, at low tide, they actually saw water coming out of the beach. Mm. And they realized that it was a manufactured beach. That that wasn't a natural, yep. uh, naturally existing uh, uh, feature. Right. That someone had built that. It's a man-made beach 500 feet away from the spot. It consisted of stones, eel grass, and coconut fibers, which made it a natural spongy construct above five box drains Mm -hmm. all connected to one tunnel that ran directly to the money pit so yeah so churro finds that there's these these five you know square tubes Mm -hmm. that all join together into one that goes straight towards the money pit right at which point they're like oh this is a booby trap this is what's feeding all this damned water that we're getting because another fun fact that we hadn't mentioned yet you sink a well anywhere else on this island and you get fresh water. Yeah. There shouldn't be salt water unless something's going hinky. Anywhere else on the island, you pull up fresh water. And they even found later 
that if you go deep enough in these shafts, that it is fresh water, that the salt water kind of floats on top of it. Mm, yeah. So they tried to dam up the cove. Uh, they tried to dam the, the main tunnel leading to this. And apparently both those failed. The water still came in. Yeah. And here's another fun fact. When the Truro company decided like, okay, well, if this is where the water's coming from, then if we build this dam outside of this cove, mm-hmm. we can keep the water from going in. We'll solve our flooding problem. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they set about building a dam, which ultimately failed. But what is very fascinating is while they were doing that, you know what they found? A dam. That had already been tried. Yep, there was, uh, or, or, or used. successfully used. Yeah. They found the foundation. They found uh, posts that had a number Roman numerals carved into them. Mm-hmm. They found a dam identical to the one they were trying to make that was, that was uh, doing the exact same thing. So- was this a failed previous attempt or was this the initial dam that Part kept the water the, out while mm-hmm. they built these shafts? Right, right. Interesting. Man, a lot of work's going into this. Oh, so much work. And here's the thing. That's that's the fun part. Like these facts, the dam, the the box drains, these are facts. These, these are, are facts and and obviously man-made. Yeah. This kind of, well, we're, we're, we're getting to, uh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're shooting holes in, in the mystery ship right now, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. They ended up giving up. Yeah. Because. He ran out of money. Ran out of as, like, as, like as so many people do in this, in this story. And now you're starting to see another reason why it's called the money pit. Yeah, exactly. 1861, the Oak Island Association was formed and met with more failure. Mm-hmm. Stuff that they tried didn't work. They had collapsed tunnels. They had a lot of flooding. Uh, apparently, in one flood, they found a piece of yellow dish, some juniper wood that was handcrafted, and the spruce that had been uh, uh, punctured with the auger. Oh. So this flood actually uh, spat out something, you know, that, yeah. that they hadn't seen before from that spot. And they eventually give up. Also in 1866. Now, another thing that's starting to enter into the picture to further muddy the waters <laughs> is that now excavation companies, people that are looking to explore this, they not only have to deal with the obvious intrinsic problems of flooding and, and, and these old, uh, these deep holes, you know, if they have to shore them up. Now they're dealing with the damage that other groups have done. Mm. They're dealing with leftover equipment. They're dealing with, is this something that was originally there? Is this something from another group that's dug right. here? So now there's so many people that have that have worked here. It's That's becoming its own obstacle. Yep, yep. And that will not decrease. <laughs> and the island is starting to get these holes yeah. in it. People are also uh, starting to dig in the wrong holes because mm-hmm. they think it's the right hole and it's not the right hole. It's the wrong hole. <sighs> I'm, I'm, you know what? I, I don't play T-ball. Okay. <laughs> Oak Island Association thinks they're holier than thou. For those of you at home, Flora went through the act of actually removing his glasses and then placing them on, presumably to simulate sunglasses in a David Caruso moment. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> 1897, Oak Island Treasure Company tried the auger technique and found a piece of parchment. Now they this had, time. They had uh, a very specific thing that they'd said. They said that they'd found some more metal. They'd gone through some more metal. They went through 
um, more coconut fiber, a very thin amount of wood, mm-hmm. and then there was a, a, a cavity, not a very large one, and then they find this piece of parchment. Yeah. Did they say, is this the cement that they hit? Some people say, some, some accounts say cement. Yeah. I think for lack of a better term, maybe. Right. I think so. I mean, I don't think it existed. Well, right. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Um, but. So, yeah, they, so they, they, they pull up this little balled up piece of uh, sheepskin parchment that has a, a, you know, depending on how you want to see it, it's a UI or a VI or. Yeah. Um, there are pictures of it online. Yeah. I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes and stuff too. Uh, or at least pages where you can find. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Like this is this is the part that breaks my heart a little bit. You 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 kind of get the feeling like like you kind of start to feel like wow maybe there really is something there, and a bunch of assholes a hundred years ago just shoved a chunk of metal through it. Now it's just been soaking in water. Right. Salt water. Yeah. So you're like, oh man. So like, there's a part of me that thinks that oh there, there was something. Right. And it's. Yeah. It's not not there now. Yep. Womp womp. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. That's this is the tragedy. Sad part. The and and this this parchment. When you see the picture of it, it, in my mind, it could be anything. Oh yeah, absolutely anything. Like I don't see a V and an I. I don't see like it's it's too. It's like a fingernails piece. It's like it's yeah, very small. It's so it's just so small. It could be part of anything. It could be. Could be an in and and like a middle finger or something. I, it's yeah. like who knows? No, you don't. You don't know. You can't even. I don't yeah. think you can even guess at, at letters. Yeah, it's just it's just a scrap, and you're like, oh. Uh, and here's another uh, uh, fun fact. Later, it was it came out some sometime I think in the uh, uh, early 20th century that the guy who was the driller, the the operator of the drill, saw some gold sediment on the auger as well. Really? Yeah, and kept it hidden, much like uh, that foreman did. Yeah. So, so let's start skipping the stones a little bit here. 1909, FDR. Yeah, Franklin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, age 27, tries his hand at uh, uh, getting into the digging action. Doesn't find anything. No. Nope. But fun. but for the rest of his life, actually, always always kind of kept abreast of all the updates. There was something mm-hmm. about that that even held him. He always wanted. He he was always in the know about what was happening there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Nineteen thirty-one, uh, apparently now, and I'm sorry that we're saying apparently a lot right. in this episode, but there was something that resembled a two hundred and fifty-year-old Acadian axe that was uh, discovered between one hundred fifteen and one hundred thirty feet. Hmm. At, at one point. Not it was just kind of like in the clay or yeah. walls or something. The other thing is that you, they they start pulling up things. There was a Cornish pickaxe that was brought mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Um, Lanterns are are found. Yeah, and again, you're like, I don't know, is this is this old? Is this old enough, or is right. this stuff that just fell in the hole while right. people were working on it? And, a, Acadian axe would be a weird thing. Yeah, hell to, of a thing find. to find. Yeah, and like I said, uh, from what I read, it was it just resembled. Uh, an, an Acadian axe or, or some kind of implement like that. Mm-hmm. Eh, who's to say? But uh, 1940s. I am, I am to say. Oh, what is it? It was not an Acadian axe. That sucks. Come on, man. Sorry. 1940s, Errol Flynn, John Wayne, both tried their hands at it. Yeah. Interesting to them. But uh, game up empty, Pilgrim. <laughs> you got yourself a goose egg there, son. If anyone's looking for a John Wayne movie to watch... 
Green Berets. Oh. Is the John Wayne movie that you were going to say. Two Money Pits for Sister Sarah. Also, also has George Takai in it. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he plays a uh, a Vietnamese scout. Huh. Sir, there's Americans on that ridge. Oh, my. Oh, it's, it's, (laughs) Green Berets is a great movie. If you want to talk to Kowalski. You're going to have to shout awfully loud for him to hear you in Arlington National Cemetery. <laughs> that was a long sentence even for John Wayne. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he passed out right after saying <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, they, they thought it was uh, worth their time. It wasn't. Yeah. Now, here's something that uh, uh, I, I missed this one. In 1861 with the Oak Island Association, they're the ones that found um, this this yellow dish, the the juniper, oh yeah, and uh, and some more spruce and stuff, and they kept going. But a steam pump exploded one day and uh, killed a man. Wow! And uh, and then they kept going, but gave gave up in 1866. Like I said, Oak Island death count equals one. Uh, there was one after that. A non-specific mechanical failure. Yeah, at some point, uh, 1965. Bad year for for money pitting. Oh, the worst. Four more deaths. Yeah, it was uh, asphyxiation and then secondary drowning. There was fumes in the in the hole. They thought maybe from a, a piece of machinery. Yeah, guys passed out, fell to the bottom, and drowned. Very sad. There's a monument on the island to that. There is. Yeah. So, death count is at, at six for this thing. So, people are losing money and lives yeah. to now, this. Now, why is the death count important? There's a local legend. Yeah, a very nonspecific, unsourceable from what I could find. Yeah, I couldn't find where this came from either. But apparently, <laughs> apparently there's a legend that says the secret will be revealed, the mystery will be solved after... All the oak trees on the island have been removed, and after seven people have died. Yep. How many oak trees are left on the island? There is a single solitary oak left on the island. How many? A lone sentinel holding back the tide of mystery. How many deaths? Six. So one more. Oak falls on a guy. So that tree has to fall on a dude. Oak falls on a guy. Peace on earth was all it said. In 1989, there was an addendum to something that was passed in the 50s called the Treasure Trove Act. Yep. Uh, and in 89, they made they made that act more robust, making yeah. and uh, getting, more specific. Actually, yeah, getting getting a license to do anything at this place harder. Yeah. So, and that was just called the Oak Island Act. So that's uh, that's what you got. That's uh, that's kind of a ramp up. To the history of this thing. Mm-hmm. Let's talk so, about modern modern times. Let's talk about modern times and let's get into what the f*** this thing is. Oh, man. All right. So modern times. Uh, in 1970, a guy named uh, David Tobias started this thing called the Triton Alliance, oh which my. is the coolest name we've dealt with so far. Oh, my. I'm with the Triton Alliance, uh, which was a group of uh, a bunch of uh, rich guys. And they uh, decided they would open up a new hole because <laughs> no one's tried that before. Uh, but it's a borehole. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. They opened this thing up, but here's their cool idea. They, they dug this hole, but then they lined it with steel they used from um, old uh, ship parts. Okay. I think it was like, uh, I forget what part of the ship. Yeah. ships. So they lined it. So they're like, okay, so now we've got a stable 
steel lined hole. We can really control this. There's no cave-ins. There's no problems there. Uh, and then they were going to run it parallel to the money pit. And again, they were going to try to deal with this, this, this flooding issue. And so they, they drill the hole and then they drop a camera into it. And that's when they start seeing things. Was it a GoPro? Oh, <laughs> would have been better. I mean, this I is it, when was it seventies? It was a disco pro. <laughs> exactly. Uh, they, you know, it's, it's very grainy black and white. Um, there's some things you can very clearly see. Like there, there are objects, but you can't tell. And there's a lot of reading into it. Like, Oh, that's a pickaxe sitting on its head. And that's the handle. And, you know, there's a lot of that, like where you don't see anything until they overlay like an an outline of Paradulia. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah, I don't know how that, that that was kind of to me, to my mind, not terribly uh, convincing. Uh, so then, and and one of the guys that's running all this Triton Alliance was named uh, Daniel Blankenship. Uh, lives on the island to this day. He's in his nineties now, <laughs> um, and much like. Everybody else poured everything he could into this hole and womp wah, mm-hmm. nothing. And that, that was the end of more or less any activity for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then these two brothers, Mich- these guys from Michigan, buy a controlling stake in the corporation that owns the island. Hmm. So functionally, they get to do whatever they want on the island. And they did that uh, in 2006. And they've been kind of poking around and seeing what they're going to do with that uh, ever since. And now, and and then enter reality TV. Oh, oh. That's right. They spend a lot of time and a lot of money getting all of their ducks in a row. These are methodical guys. They make sure that all their permitting is correct. They make sure that there are amendments made to the Oak Island Act that allow continued treasure hunting. They, Hmm. I mean, they they do all the paperwork. They get everything set. Just like a Michigander would. That's right. That's right. And then, in the most brilliant of maneuvers... They offset their research costs by making it into a reality TV show, which is currently in its first season and is running right now. There's only four episodes up. It's on the History Channel, and it's called The Curse of Oak Island. Oh. And it it follows uh, just the the standard rubric for- A History Channel. History Channel, Discovery Channel, TLC show. It's- Oh, a bunch of guys are in this remote place and they've put everything on finding insert things. It's gold, it's lumber, it's duck calls, it's whatever. In this case, it actually they're they're searching for the the treasure. Hmm. And so uh and I watched a couple episodes, it's not a terrible show. Um you see these guys, you know, they're bringing in uh they're they're draining parts of the island, they drain the swamp, they bring in like metal detector experts and they're and they and it's cool. I mean, at least the show does really uh, outline a lot of the history. They uh, Daniel Blankenship and his son are on there because they they live on the island. Sure, um, you know he's in his nineties. My lawn. Yeah, he's excited because somebody's doing something with it. Yeah, it's it's just great. And so they, they I think as a, as a treasure hunter at at that point when after you give up you don't care what other people do as long as they tr- you know if somebody finds it yeah that's all that matters to you at that point. Well, and that's the thing, and an important thing that we didn't talk about is like David Blankenship put on scuba gear and went down the hole ah. himself, got very, very close. I mean, he himself was at the bottom and they had to, they had to pull him back up and he never got to go back. Hmm. You know, like 
He was he was as close as a man can get. You know that'll stick in your craw. Yeah. Um. But they had uh. So they they kind of go over the history of it, and it's it's just these two brothers, and they're they're trying to find out what's in there. So they've made this show. So it's it is an ongoing thing, and I believe is the fact since they're made it into a show. I they, I hope they find something. Yeah. It and, might fall into the trap that a lot of this stuff may have fallen into also where things have been manufactured so that search continues. True, true, maybe. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah. So let's 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 uh let's change gears then. I mean that brings us up to the current. I mean you if you want uh you can it's on the history channel, it's on Sunday nights. So check it out. It's 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 like on demand or whatever. You know, it's on well, something online. It's the it's we live in the new can, millennium. Yeah, you, you can, can find, find it. it. Um, curse of Oak Island. Uh, but they're searching for a treasure. Yeah. Something, something real, something, a real mystery. Not, yeah. not one of these made up bullshit things. So let's, let's talk about that treasure, Flora, because now this is, this is where we settle right back into a very cozy rut for blurry photos where everyone with a mystery ax to grind yeah. is putting their hat in the ring. Yeah. Everyone who's ever looked for anything is sure. Their pickaxe down the hole. Yeah, yeah. This is where it is. All right. Number one, pirate treasure. Yeah. Very likely. We got uh, Captain William Kidd mm-hmm. who, uh, who plied those waters. Captain Edward Teach. Yeah. Oh, you? doesn't he have a cool nickname? Oh, he does. Blackbeard. Pirate sound. <laughs> Uh, so boom, we got it. this. This is a uh, the the island itself. It's nautically close to Boston, where mm-hmm. you get a lot of activity back then, and it's also nice and isolated. And there's not a lot going on up in that area. It's a good place to restock. Yeah. Um. So a lot of pirates around that area back in the day. So that the golden age. That kind of that kind of stands up. That makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Um. We're gonna move further from likely now. Uh. How about uh, French treasure from the Seven Years' War. Yeah. Circa 1758, uh, the French and the British were going at it like a just, couple of dogs. Yep. They, <laughs> there was there's a piece of boiled okra right in front of them, and they were just fighting they for did, it. They did gnawing on a bone. Well, the British had swallowed it and didn't even know it. So <laughs> Swallowed it. <laughs> dear God. Thanks. They, they still fought. There's there's some Kentucky. There's some <laughs> Jerry Clower for you. Some theories that uh, whatever treasure was at this uh, nearby fort, the French um, were losing to the British, so yeah. they they secreted it out and buried it in this island. We shall come back for you, Anom. <laughs> they were and wrong. They didn't. Yeah. Well, no. let's let's keep things on Francais. How about Marie Antoinette's jewels? Yeah, the story goes that. As she realized that she was not going to be letting them eat cake for much longer, mm. uh, that she she gave her jewelry. She didn't give it. She was she handed entrusted her, it, entrusted it yeah. to um, some of her servants mm-hmm. to to get out of France and to uh, keep it safe. Mm-hmm. And that something something mystery mystery history history Nova Scotia Nova Scotia. <laughs> Something, something, history, mystery, Nova Scotia. No, Nova Scotia. That's how that got there. Another, another fun theory. This is the resting place for the greatest literary secret ever told. Ooh. That buried in this, this treasure vault is the proof that Francis Bacon was in fact dramatic guitar. 
William Shakespeare. <gasps> That's right. And there are secret there are there are secret unknown works by quote unquote Shakespeare, but actually Francis Bacon. Zoons. Yeah, so that's all down there. Cause Not anymore, else, bro. Yeah, we augured that to put Jesus in back. Yeah, so apparently that was buried there. Hmm. Uh, uh, side note, though, Marie Antoinette's jewels, no, it's not those, because they they figured out what happened to those. Oh, they did? Subsequently, yeah. Oh, yeah? So you can, I, there, there's uh, uh, either documentation they found or proof that they didn't make it out of France, I don't think. Yeah, scratch it off the list. So I, I think we can count that out. But yeah, okay. Francis Bacon. Yeah, that's a big one. That's that's still in there. Yeah, that's 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 still in play. You know, when when you need to hide the fact that that you're the the world's uh, uh, greatest playwright, wordsmith. Yeah, you send it to Nova Scotia. That's right. That's where you hide it. That's where the proof goes. Now, can you think of a greater treasure than that? I mean, what could be greater greater than that? Than we've we've already crossed off the jewel the jewels of royalty. We've We've discussed uh, Spanish gold hoisted at, at Cutlass Point. We've mm-hmm. talked about war chests secreted out of French military bases. There can't be a greater treasure. The Ark of the Covenant. What? Or the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. Holy Grail. Or perhaps the uh, the menorah of King Solomon. Sorry, that one just sounds fake. I know, but it's true. It's true. It's a real one. The dreidel of David? <laughs> yeah. No. There is a, a, a school of thought. A Saul's <laughs> yarmulke? <laughs> there is belief that the uh, the Knights Templar, later the Rosicrucians, used that as the hiding place for their most sacred treasures that they had been scurrying through Europe and hiding oh. from people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you get to that far across the pond, why go further? Right. I mean, there was... <laughs> just, just go right the first island you bump into. There was uh, that giant board that said, only the penitent shall pass. The penitent man kneels. Kneels before God! Kneels! <laughs> swing, swing! <laughs> He's all right! <laughs> oh, Sala. That's two... Yeah. We've got two movies. We've got oh, two... Oh, man, yeah, we're, we're really killing it. Two indie references in this one. So boom, I mean that's these are this is what I mean. Like whatever you're looking for, it's probably down there. If you lost the keys to your car, check well, check well, yeah. there. All your socks that that don't make it out of the dryer. All the there. all the boats from the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> <laughs> I also have that maybe it was an Egyptian cache that that oh. made it in there. You know what? I'm surprised I never heard what Viking. Oh, Vikings on here. Is it? I've got a I didn't list. see yeah, Vikings. Vikings uh, oh, good. I've got a list. Pl- plunder from, from their plunders. Because they, I mean, they worked that area. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They knew that. They were there well before uh, yeah. uh, uh, anybody, except uh, the those bodies. Let's see. How about, uh, let's, let's see. We Did we mention Freemasons? No, not yet. Free, Freemasons <laughs> yeah, doing around. Yep, they got their Masonicening. Oh, things. you want to know what that stone said? Oh, yeah. Peace on Earth was all it said. No, it didn't. So for years they thought it was undecipherable, but that's because nobody who had a degree or Turns out they were all illiterate. It's just written in English, people. (laughs) (laughs) What? It was, uh, for for what they can tell, it it seems like a simple substitution cipher where it's like uh, two slashes means A, a circle and and a dot in it means uh, uh, F, you know. Well, if you go by that, and decode it, 
apparently it said 40 feet below, 2 million pounds are buried. Which I got to tell you a few things about that. One, that doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense. Okay. I mean, if you're burying treasure and you don't want someone else to get it, would you really put something in there and say, hey. You're almost there. You're almost there. Keep trucking, buddy. The other thing is that um, this the stone piece was, uh, there's no photos of it. There was never even a rubbing made of it. It's It, it exists entirely as an anecdote. Right. Um, it was said to have, maybe it would form the back of a guy's fireplace. Somebody said it was in an old, uh, an antique bookstore, mm-hmm. like as the, the, the front step. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's gone and yeah. no one recorded it whatsoever. Nope. No, uh, same same deal with all the uh, apparent gold or gold pieces or gold chain or whatever yeah. they found. Yeah, there's rooms of like a three links of gold chain. Mm-hmm. That's gone. All this uh, leading up to the theory that it was a hoax, mm-hmm. uh, that people just dropped that stuff in there or completely just manufactured it to keep the uh, digging going to keep people interested in it. I don't know. Mm. And there, there are a number of, of mysteries in the island, I mean, it, it's it's a proven fact that that there like somebody put some time into this island. Yes, for what reason? No one has any idea. There are other things. There are some stones that mark out a perfectly formed cross hmm. on the island. Um, there are believed to be definitely two, but as many as three of these saltwater um, lateral shafts mm-hmm. leading to the money pit. Uh, at one point uh, in the 1800s, a guy got fed up with all this damn salt water, poured a ton of red paint in there, mm. and just waited for it mm-hmm. to see where else it showed up. And it came out at two and possibly three places around the island on yeah. opposite coasts. Now, the island sits on a large amount of limestone. Mm-hmm. And as we've talked about in this podcast, and as everyone who's ever watched a National Geographic special knows, limestone makes giant caverns. Mm-hmm. Doesn't necessarily mean that there are other deliberate shafts it could be that this is getting through some limestone system underneath mm-hmm. the island but the shafts were made this hole was created there mm-hmm. are people who believe it's a sinkhole yeah could be that, an, just a natural thing and that that this hole is very old so a depression forms it sinks down trees just blow into it that gets covered by dirt trees blow into it covered by dirt and that Perhaps the uh, the original excavators were uh, exaggerating the regularity of those intervals. True, true. You know, there's there I mean, that that absolutely that is very, could have happened. Yeah, yeah. It does not explain things like the dam, um, the coconut the, husks, the coconut husks. Yeah, where the hell did those come from? There's there's a lot of things that that aren't. Exp- I mean, I enjoy this because the boring, most quote unquote rational thought does not fit the evidence. Yeah. Like yeah. something. Sorry, Occam. Yeah, there was a thing here that Occam. happened. <laughs> like it. <laughs> there was a thing that happened here. Now I don't know if that does that mean treasure. Probably not. But I think just just for the sake that something happened on this island, someone thought it was very important and put a lot of effort There's, into engineering something. There. Yeah, man. Before we get too uh, out of out of the explanation zone, yeah. aliens. Oh God. There were lights that he saw on the island that that drew him there. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how far this guy had to go to get aliens into this pit. Lights on the island, probably from the Knights Templar, who buried (laughs) who buried the Ark of the Covenant, which contains an alien artifact, and that is why we have to add to the list 
Mr. Flora, please. Aliens? <laughs> Aliens. God. That's just that's just embarrassing. Okay. It's too elaborate seeming to to be a hoax to me. Why? Yeah. I mean if it were something that somebody was just trolling, like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna make people think there's buried treasure, they'd have stopped it at forty feet. Right. At the most. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just so much effort. And just and at that time, like that's dangerous work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. There's pretty clear evidence that there were the these five box uh drains go into this centralized shaft. Now, some accounts had that the the shaft was stone lined and it was, you know, yeah. but that that turned out not to be true and all this. this. Is, but there's one thing I do want to point out really quickly. Like in our research, it is wasn't terribly common for a lot of sources to agree on dates. Right. Like agree is, on much yeah, details. Right. Everything is like, oh, well, there's some people said like for example, um the boiler explosion. Some sites say 1861, 1859. Like the, everything's very word of mouthy. Yeah. Yeah. I am I am saying this to forestall a lot of penalty box requests. <laughs> Before you guys get up in arms about some weird n- nope. Right. We accept none of it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff going on in in this pit. Yeah. And in an island it looks like Swiss cheese now. Right. Big Swiss cheese baby elephant island. From I, I think my money is on some kind of of treasure. Yeah, I, I I'm leaning towards a pirate treasure or um, something of that nature. Just even a chest, a chest with some gold in it. I mean, whatever. It, I I I don't know what. Even I got to be honest. Like to my mind, like not even hiding a treasure chest is worth the amount of effort those people put into it. No, no. Like that's what that's what I don't get. Like what 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 is the payoff if you're if you're working that hard these to, days not much. I mean I don't think. I, I don't I don't know what, what could have been in there to justify the amount of difficulty that, that that project had to have included. Yeah. It's crazy. They've gotten down to bedrock on it too apparently. Yeah. Well there's a big there's a big open chamber underneath it that they have drilled to there's mm-hmm. there's there's an open limestone cavern underneath it they've they've gotten to to free air like i man it's just a it's a great fun mystery yeah it's something that is like you said it's it's just out of arm's reach like the mm-hmm. simple the simple won't explain it the complex is too complex like it, it it just it leads you on just enough. Like I said, it dangles the carrot and then it kicks you in the nuts. Yeah, like we do. Like we do. And so that's that's the Oak Island mystery. Yeah. In a very deep saltwater booby trapped nutshell. Yeah. Wow. It's a good one. It is. I, I like it. This is one of my favorite mysteries because it, 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 it's it remains mysterious. It survives. It remains mysterious. It endures. Much like the aftertaste of a particularly pungent pun. Oh, pungent oh. puns. Mm-hmm. Why, well, don't mind if I do. <laughs> who wants to Who wants to start uh, digging first? Oh, I do. I do. Oh, okay. In the 60s, there was a, a large amount of uh, corruption going on within uh, the Canadian government as oh, regards no. how it was, you know, giving out permission to be oh, on the island. I'm and, sorry. Yeah. They were very sorry, and you're about to hear why. Oh. And so what they had to do is they actually had to set up, in conjunction with U.S. authorities, kind of a an anti-corruption uh, operation there. 
Good. So what they did is um, <laughs> they actually brought in from the Smithsonian a lot of gold artifacts and said, wow, we found, we're starting to find things here. And then uh, they, they found some of these corrupt individuals were trying to buy Canadian officials for the exclusive rights to the island and everything. Uh, and they made a lot of arrests. And it oh, was the, okay. uh, the Oak Island honeypot. <laughs> That's how they got them. Honeypot? Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's funny because uh, I, I think when they were gathering their evidence, you know, mm-hmm. they, were, they were just hanging out on the island and stuff. They they went to uh, uh, the local uh, restaurant. Oh, good. It's really good. Uh, you you may have come across this in your research. It, it's, a, it's a barbecue joint. Oh, man. It's so good, man. It, it's got that, that nice uh, barbecue Nova Scotia pulled pork. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's so good. It's the Smoke Island Piggery. Nice. That's really, really well played. <laughs> Gives new meaning to the theory of Francis Bacon. Yeah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to go over the lyrics. You reach for them. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm just proud that that never happens once in the song. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, um, in the uh, the early '70s, Triton Corporation was starting to run out of funds to to continue their their exca- excavation. Yeah, and uh, they'd been kind of kicking, they've been kind of joking around the work site about this for a while until they decided, you know, give it a shot. So they they, they called up their friends in Hollywood because you know it was made up of a lot of rich people, mm-hmm. and they uh, they pitched a movie about a uh, a tough cop from Harlem who had to. Uh, make his way through an archaeological dig, not taking any jive from any suckers. It was called Booby Trap Shaft. Damn right. Can you dig it? (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. That's what what I got. Uh, I heard that Booby Trap Shaft is one bad mother. Shut your mouth. But I'm talking about Booby Trap Shaft. (laughs) I can dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. <clears throat> all right, all right. I'll round it out here. Hey, you'll like this one. I got a pie shop. Oh, sweet. Yeah. It makes I uh, like pie. Lots of lots of layered pies. Oh, okay. And the good thing about it is they they're just flooded with fillings. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's the Pecan Slow company. Wow. <sighs> P- pecan. Pecan. Slow. I say, I say pecan. Pecan slow. <laughs> so I, I opened up the email the other day. Yeah. Oh, good. And and I I started digging through, and yeah, you got to really get in there. I hit a layer of uh, spam. Oh yeah. And so I just I, I kept going through the you just email. Quit, right. I mean, I would have quit there. I, I kept going because I I didn't want to miss anybody's. Oh man. And uh, you can't be sure that there's anything under that layer. No, of spam. no. There there were some uh, like advertisements and junk, oh, but, but then I hit another layer of spam. Oh, what? Uh, okay, I'm going through just a ton of stuff, and wow. there's another layer of spam. Somebody must have gotten a hold of our address or something. Oh, I don't man. know. But, they just... And then I, I see this one little... Something catch your eye? Uh, subject, yeah. Wow. It's like a uh, pun. just said pun. What? So I, I had to keep digging. Yeah. Well, I mean, then that means that, that, that people had sent things there. I'm, that's what I'm guessing, but I... I, I, I listener man! <laughs> Ha <laughs> <laughs>
realize that was going way longer than it should have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like just, that it just busted like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> it really did. And so, Johnny, <laughs> well, your mother won't be living with us anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, your mother won't be living anymore. <laughs> living. Leavening the bread anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Johnny. Uh, hey, uh, we got some mail from you guys. Oh, thank God. And uh, if something is going going poorly, I'll just uh, blow the lid off of it. Oh, right there. I'm glad to hear that <laughs> because you know there's there's too too too, too many people out there. Uh, the liberal media uh, will we'll let that happen. And I'm glad I'm glad to have a, another brother in arms to, to blow the lid off. Yep, call me the Phantom things. Patriot. Well, dude, I mean the the first sedimentary layer of this this fine excavation has a single etched piece of stone, which I have deciphered. It's ancient Aramaic. Wow. And the word was Josie. Oh. Yeah, Josie's hitting us up with some sweet, sweet puns. (laughs) (laughs) I just felt right. Uh, Write that down. Uh, Write that down. We might use that later. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone on the pun bus, move aside. We got a... Josie's climbing on board. (laughs) Uh, there's a man on the internet who will come along and judge you based on what you classify yourself as. Oh. Por example, if you are a cisgender heterosexual, then he'll call you scum. Ah, Yeah. He's called the gender man. Genderman. Genderman. Which I, have we gotten a genderman yet? We may have. I don't know, but yeah, I, I, I like the setup. Keep it coming. I like, yeah, the cisgender, cisgender, anyone who says cis anything, they are not there to help you with your lunch. They are they are there to ruin a part of your day. Yeah, she gets it. Yeah, she she knows. Thanks, Josie. That's that that's yeah. absolutely fun. And again, n- never apologize. <laughs> yeah, for no. a pun. Although I like, I like like the, the weird earnest nature of your apologies. So please keep writing them, <laughs> because I enjoy them as a comedic piece of writing. <laughs> I I like reading. Like I I I must repeat. This is an actual quote. I must repeat that I am ever so sorry for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very classy yeah, it has a, I like it has, it. yeah exactly it has a nice regency ring to it so <laughs> thank you josie fare thee well josie heard back from connor hey connor what up connor mr connor <laughs> episode late i know johnny boy I know, episode I late oh my god connor just clarifies a couple things uh for us this week that, oh do clarify that we, uh, that we were pretty dumb on, which... Uh, well, duh. That's why we have these things. But that's how we ended up... I mean, we're just... We're here. We're queer. And, yes. and we don't want any more bears. Yeah, and get used to it. We were talking about ibophobia. Oh, yeah, the fear of palindromes. Yeah, it's the fear of palindromes, he says. Yeah, and, you know, like, uh, for example, the... One of my actual favorite They Might Be Giant songs, of which I have hundreds, uh, I Palindrome I. It's a great <laughs> song. I enjoy it. But... It's it's funny and and you mentioned this earlier to me. Ibophobia is is a a dick move. Oh yeah, because ibophobia, the fear of palindromes, fear of palindromes, and the the word for it is a palindrome. Yeah, and so, Connor points that out as well. Uh, so thanks for sitting us straight on that for show. It's as though like if arachnophobia somehow, when spelled out, made the shape of a tarantula. <laughs> it's just a, it just a dick move. How many times have you written it, dude? Never. Connor also hits us with a uh, delicious grab bag of other vocabulary trivia and fun facts that we shall keep to ourselves. Yeah, That's right. We, we are jealous of knowledge. You shall get nothing. 
nothing. <laughs> you get pseudo knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, Connor. Yeah, we appreciate thanks, you Connor. writing in with uh, uh, all all these little factoids and stuff. Uh, we we love it, and thanks for setting us straight. Uh, we are boobs. Boobs, indeed. Which is a palindrome. <sighs> Stop it! I'm afraid. <laughs> we got a we got a great email from a new listener. Oh, that's right. We have now gained mindless focus. It's oh. a level three spell <laughs> that you can only cast once a day. And but that, once is enough. But you got to prepare it. Yeah, once is enough. That's why I have Morden Kaiden's faithful hound. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Go get my uh, my necessary components for said spell. The mindless focus. Yeah, I'm going to put a, an, a, a the in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Theremin. Uh, the mindless focus. Uh, join us because it, for it is simply an entity unknown. Um, join us with a Cthulhu Mythos episode and uh, started to go crawl, claw back through our, our catalog and has brought us a, a great pun. Uh, it's about a well-dressed, tall and thin man. Yeah, anybody see where this is going? Anybody? The director of a children's program. During the week, he was uh, all suits, but on the weekend, he was all dresses and high heels. <laughs> he was the gender bender man. Well, well, well. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. Uh, just wait for it, everybody. Sorry if that was Ryla bad, but he thought it was all height. Oh, now, see, I think we've gotten a gender benderman pun before, but I'll tell you what. It's a steak. Everyone likes yep. a steak, yep. and when you serve it up with such delicious side dishes as he did as his, in his closing, I'll, I'll I'll order that every day. Exactly. Welcome aboard the Mindless Focus. <laughs> For those of you who are on Facebooks and and following us on Twitter, you may have noticed uh, there's been some fan art coming out. Oh my God, we got fan art. That's huge. We've gotten two album covers so far. Yeah, what's huger still is it's f***ing awesome fan art. It's amazing. It's it's great. Uh, they're Diggy Toots uh, Albums, yeah. One of them Diggy Toots himself and the other and with Rep Sutin. Oh, yeah, dude. Our Neebles got tweebled, people. <laughs> uh, I've been posting them uh, yeah. on the site and stuff. So so if you're on the Facebooks or the Twitters, go and check them out. Uh, friggin' amazing. At uh, Drunk Satan Robot. Yes. Thanks, Drunk Satan Robot. Is, Third is time I've said that this month. <laughs> uh, that's that's who's been uh, sending it. But uh, uh, Drunk Satan Robot also has some insights what? that are uh, phenomenal. Now, uh, Drunk Saint Robot used to be married to... Uh, DSR. A, <laughs> uh, DSR used to be married to one of the 13 families. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Lady he's from he's uh, still alive. From... <laughs> You're a wily man and difficult to kill, DSR. Now, by the 13 families, I mean, that that we mentioned in the Illuminati episode. Yeah. You know, one of the... the one of the shadow conspiracy New World Order Obama, you can't kill a no drunk Obama Satan reptilian. robot. There's nothing you can do to hurt Criminal a drunk Satan trails, robot. He's covered GMOs. all of his bases. <laughs> Anyways, he said that uh, her, her family was from the San Francisco area. Her father in DSR used to compare notes about the old grove. Oh, because he went there. Bohemian Grove. His, father, his father-in-law went there? Uh, I, I guess so. Sweet. Maybe. He says that... Did uh, he bear the scars from where they withdrew flesh for their dark rituals? Hey, my old dark rituals. Y'all drawing flesh? <laughs> hey. 
he confirms that uh, to his knowledge, Bohemian Grove uh, was just a bunch of old white guys playing grab ass. Well, there you go. And and peeing on everything. Jesus. So it's amazing that there's that much effort put. It's just just so that um, uh, rich dudes can pee on whatever they want. So it, because. I mean, what what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Like, you, it, is it not enough for you to just pee in the face of the regular person? No. Every day? No. Nope. You have to pee on a mighty redwood because there's more psychology to that. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. I guess so. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you, drunk Satan Is it not robot. enough to pee on the middle class? You just want to <laughs> pee on the middle class? No, that's not enough. Got to mm. go do it to some trees. That's right. Got to go fondle some balls somewhere. Oh, we're in San Francisco, home of the fruits and the flakes. Might as well grab some ass while I'm here. I'd like to point out at this point that uh, Richard Nixon was from California and was having none of it. It's true. It's true. But he wasn't from the land of the fruits and the flakes. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was a, he was a, a Southern Californian guy. Pisses me off. Just just, just putting that out just, there. Just want everybody just, to know. Just in case you haven't inferred anything from <laughs> the tone I've been taking. Anyway. In a tiny village in the Mexican border between the proud nation of Mexico and Tejas, one man stands for truth, loyalty, and the people. Thursdays on UPN, join us for the many adventures of Don with Hector Vincente Ochoa as his faithful companion, Sergeant Garcia. <laughs> Don Luke! And Lorenzo Lamas as Don Luke. Why, Sergeant Garcia, how nice to see you at the Hacienda. Might I trouble you for a glass of agua? <laughs> All right. All right. Don Luke, once again, you honor us with your presence. <laughs> Don Luke hits us with the following, Res Red by Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> <laughs> A wonderful m- missive. Uh, just imagine uh, uh, Sergeant Garcia receiving this by candlelight and opening up the wax seal to read the following. A, co- a look of concern crosses Sergeant Garcia's whiskered face. <laughs> Carido Sergio Garcia, it is a long cold night in our little villa of San Cabra Hombre. I have brought you some ponds to bring light to this darkness. Oh, Don Look, you do me such honor with this letter. A recent sighting of impossibly large birds with long, jagged teeth instead of beaks were seen in Australia, shot down by some local caballeros. They call this beast. The Thunder from Down Under Bird. Crikey! The sight of such a beast made those of weaker constitution vomit, and these people were renamed Chunderbirds. <laughs> they threw up everywhere. <laughs> Finally, my favorite vacation spot with long, jagged tails, Unktahiti. <laughs> I also would journey there with you, Don Luke. <laughs> Felicidades, Don Luke. <laughs> 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 Until you write me again, Don Luke. 
Vaya con Dios, mi amigo. Well, there's the Don Luke Radio Hour. <laughs> the Don Luke Radio Hour brought to you by Los, Am- Los Amigos Frijoles. <laughs> the Bean Friends. <laughs> And Bullstein gum. <laughs> soda Boy brand cola beverage. Oh, God. I love Soda Boy brand cola beverage. <laughs> oh. oh, so thank you guys very much for writing in. Yes. We love that. Go to go to many places. You can you can oh. go to many places and find us now. Manyplaces.net slash org.com. <laughs> iTunes, if you're on iTunes, go and rate us and review us. Yeah, five stars. Favorably, that's, that's preferably. the way we like it. Thank you. Uh, you can go to Facebook and like us. Tell your friends to go to Facebook and like us. Get us directly off our website, blurryphotos.org. That's right. You can find links to all these things on there. Uh, show notes, pictures, fun stuff. Go to uh, Twitter and and follow us at blurry underscore photos. Yep. If there's a place that uh, you listen to your podcast regularly, regularly that we're not on, uh, drop us a line. Let us know. We'll we'll get on there. We're all about expanding our global distribution, bringing blurry photos to every man, woman, and child on planet Earth. We'll be back on YouTube soon. Uh, oh, I'll be yeah. getting stuff uh, back up there soon. So thanks. To, for subscribing to that and we'll 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 keep on rolling um and uh that's that's all i can think of so yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode of blurry photos every 10 feet you'll find a layer of david flora <laughs> and i'm david booby trap shaft stecco <laughs> <laughs> Unexplained, you tickets explain the unexplored. Turn the lights way up, time to record. We're far from down on Daniel. Tickets explain the unexplored. For we're a kick ass podcast and it's time to record. With cryptids and conspiracies, you're bound to not get bored. Turn the lights way up, time to record. Great folks and stirring sights to see are bound to not get bored. For we're a kick-ass podcast and it's time to record. We'll sail the airwaves tried and true while we'll be not ignored. Turn the lights way up, time to record. Leave a like, a rating, and review, or we'll be not ignored. For we're a kick-ass podcast and it's time to record. <laughs>